0: What's up, y'all? My name is Alan Sheriff, aka Alan, the Sheriff of All Things Innovative, and this is the ATS Podcast. Here on the ATS Podcast, we talk about all things science, technology, and psychology related, and it's my hope that i making the world a better place, one new episode at a time. Let's get into it. So today's going to be a very special podcast episode because I wanted to focus particularly on the psychology segment. I want to focus a lot more for the next couple weeks on mental health and coping strategies and dealing with the loss of a loved one, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. And so who better to have this discussion with me on the podcast today than my very own cousin, Sherry Jallo? How are you doing today? Hi. Great. I'm really happy to have you on. I think there's going to be a really interesting discussion. She's an occupational therapist, a certified occupational therapist practitioner. I'm really happy to have her on the podcast today to get her perspective and talk a little bit more about uh, some of these things that uh, a lot of people have been dealing with. But first off, what happened to the cake? <laughs> I couldn't find the cake at Auntie's house. Like, what? <laughs> you know, I'm starving was, here. Like,
1: <laughs> Where's that cake again? Wait, which one? I thought you they took were, the cake home, the ice cream cake. Oh, no. The the ice cream cake, yeah, I did read? you take that home? Yeah, what happened? Did you guys finish that? Uh, I have it here. Don't worry, you can come and get it. Ah, I didn't okay. know. Did you oh, like
0: yeah. it? Yeah, it was delicious. I loved it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that makes me feel so good because i, it, I worked it. really hard on that yeah so. i came
0: over i was looking i was looking all over it with uh i was it looking all over the you, house with no he said me you just, came
1: to the house and got a different ice cream cake i guess nah, nah, that was the
0: plain cake that was the plain cake yeah but okay. i love ice cream cake though i was looking for that one but i'm, I'm gonna come it's, get it's a piece here. after yeah. this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> back to the subject um so yes for, so uh staying on subject here so for a lot of people who don't know too much about uh, occupational therapy, especially someone like me who's actually been uh, very curious about um, the area for a while now I was wondering if you could shed a little light about uh, the area itself and kind of give me and the audience a better understanding of what exactly it is that you do and some of the work that's involved in uh, your day-to-day uh, in the day-to-day uh, workplace.
1: Of course, of course. So. You'll hear um occupational therapy, the word occupational therapy. And when I mention it to my patients or just people in general about, hey, this is what I do, they have no idea. They'll say, Oh, you mean because I'll I'll say, Oh, I'm an OT, and they'll say, You mean overtime? And I'm like, No. (laughs) And then when I say and And then when I say, no, I'm an occupational therapist practitioner, I'm an assistant and they'll say, uh, I don't work or I already have a job. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So occupational therapy to put it in the most simplest terms is that we, as the occupationist, um, occupational therapy practitioners help you do what you want to do it's goal oriented um whether that be life skills like um going back to like um dressing eating those overall adls iadls who stands for instrumental which is like balancing a checkbook or you know um how can i say uh cooking, um, mm. cleaning, those types of things. Interesting. Um, we also deal with social, getting back out in there, getting back out into the real world, interacting with people, um, which I love that primary area, which is, um, we also use that word in our mental health part because there are different parts in occupational therapy. Um, which is called psychosocial. Um, And um, I remember when I was, you know, taking my mental health class, we talked a lot about psychosocial, we learned a lot about it, group therapy, um, which made me so love occupational therapy. Because We work in different avenues to answer your next question. We work in schools, we work in rehabs, like skilled nursing facilities, hospitals, um, some mental health clinics, um, mental health clinics that are in hospitals. So we do a lot and we are in a lot of areas, which is great and I love it. It's involving and i just feel like you know me being an advocate and so strong about my field it's like i want to express it and explain what occupational therapy is to so many individuals so they can understand and utilize this more
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's actually very beautiful i i every time i think of the, the the term therapist i always think of someone that's helping someone but the first image that comes into my head is someone just simply laying on a bed and simply telling their problems to another individual. But what you said was, I found I, I thought was very powerful and interesting to me because I didn't realize that occupational therapy was so encompassing. It encompasses very, it encompasses various aspects of life, as you just mentioned, with cooking and and learning how uh, to help people with their finances and such. I, it's actually very powerful when you phrase it that way. I actually want to jump. I want to pivot a little bit uh, quicker into a question that I believe a lot of people have probably been waiting for ever since they hopped on this episode, especially given the recent experiences that we've just um, uh, had happened in our family with the loss of one of our loved ones, my uncle and your father, um, rest in peace. Um, and it's had a huge impact on both of our lives. So it just leads me into my next question. What are some of the uh, coping strategies that you found that have personally helped you um, deal with this uh, loss and how do, would you say that uh, compares to some of the uh, research that you probably found on how people also help, um, on how people in your field generally uh, provide advice with regards to uh, coping when it comes to losses uh, in general? I don't know if I phrased the question correctly for you, but I'm
1: gonna answer your first one okay. how I'm coping awesome. with it. Awesome. <laughs> And then I'll, and then I'll ask you to, uh, phrase the, the, the second question. So coping, um, it, this is probably the biggest hit I've experienced in my life emotionally. And I think for anyone who's lost a parent, because this is someone you've known your entire life, uh-huh. right? Your entire life. Even if it's not like an actual birth parent, like, a, I don't know, how can I say, like, if you're adopted or an aunt or uncle that you take as like a mom or a dad, um, it's, it's been rough. Naturally, you have your good days and your bad days. And I have my good days and my bad days. Um, More bad because my, you know, uncle, my dad just passed away this March. So it's um, an open wound. It's fresh. And I have to say the way I've been coping is I've been literally like utilizing the skills that I've learned as a practitioner And just try to put it to, you know, to good use. However, um, there are times when I need more. I need to seek someone who is going through the same thing or has gone through the same thing, losing a parent. Hmm. Um, It's just so powerful, the emotions from day to day that, I experience and I go through like I can be outside and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, that guy walking down the street looked exactly like my dad." Mm-hmm. Like if I turn really quick, it's like I want to run to him, but then I'm like, "No, wait." And then I'm just overflowed with emotion. Mm-hmm. It's whether I'm like, am I going to cry it out? Am I going to let myself feel that, you know, let it out? So my mind's clear, my head's clear. And then I'm saying again, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's just, I've been coping in so many different ways, but different ways where, again, I've learned as, you know, an OT practitioner is writing in a journal, um, writing just little words on sheets of paper and like just every emotion I'm feeling like, I miss you, dad. I miss you. I miss you. Talking to my sister, talking to a loved one. um, Again, just having that person that's close to you or a friend that's know what you're going through. That can be empathetic. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing because there are times when you you have that friend that doesn't know what it feels like to lose a loved one and it's hard. It's hard for them and sometimes it's hard for the individual themselves who is going through it to be able to connect. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I've just been taking it day by day and I'm I mean honestly, those are probably one of the highlights of, you know, being in the field that I'm in is that I'm able to kind of like get myself grounded again, you know, even if only it's like for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. that's better than just completely falling apart.
0: Yeah. I think you um I think you put it very short and succinctly there. At least from what I took from it was that it's not easy and that there's no direct answer. It's more so a combination of strategies that a person can use to get through the experience, but the idea is to just try your best to get through it. So you can sit there and you can cry it out. You can sit there and you can decide to just ignore it and probably focus on another task. There's no direct answer. There's no immediate answer, but it's a combination of things. And however you probably feel the most comfortable going about it in any situation, you're probably saying, have that person do what feels most comfortable to them. If I'm taking from what you're saying is correct.
1: Yes. in a positive, a positive output, positive output. Um, you know, cause some people tend to feel when they're grieving and I think it's called the bereavement process or grievement process. I got to look that up. They feel a lot of anger. Hmm. They feel a lot of anger. Um, some individuals most of the time. And with that, you kind of want to channel that in a positive way, like go running, um, kickboxing, punching a boxing bag, you know, because there are people who don't know sometimes how to channel that anger
0: Mm.
1: and it overwhelms them. And then it's affecting the other individuals around them, or they're acting out in different ways. Um, so that's why, you know, it's always good for us to learn. And I huge advocate, huge advocate on teaching others on how to like positively have that outlet so much because I felt anger and I still do. I'm not gonna lie, I still feel anger. Um, but how much do I allow that anger to overcome me? That's the question. Mm. And how do I deal with it? Mm. And someone once told me, you cannot, um, don't let anyone put a date on how long you grieve. You're allowed to grieve as long as you can, because I literally thought, you know, this being my first time, I was like, wow, is there like a date? that I have to stop this grieving? Do I have to hurry up and try and shake it off this and like get over scary. it? Hmm. Yeah, I'm like, this is what if it's seriously? What because you know, happen? in hmm. in our culture, we have that 40 days, right? Hmm. Hmm. So I'm like, hold on, after the 40 days, do I need to like snap out of it? Hmm. Do I need, and, and then like someone was like, no, are you crazy? You're gonna be feeling this for a while, hmm. you know? you know, it's not going to go away in six months. It's not going to go away in a year. It's not going to go away in two years. So that's what I had to learn fast because I felt like I was pushing myself too much and then I was getting angry.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So we have to find positive outlooks for that.
0: Exactly, exactly. Going back to what you said about journaling, I definitely personally think that that's one of the most Important things that I think a person, uh huh. I, I love that. I love that cover. <laughs> Mine's really whack. Like you're making me feel bad, right? <laughs> your, Mine no, has this blank brown listen, cover. No. <laughs> I got decorate it decorated with stickers or something. That looks beautiful. <laughs> As you
1: can <laughs> see, it says a mother's journal. Mm-hmm. My sister, Zainab, got this for me when I had Haven. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need something to write my thoughts down before I like explode because I'm having all these emotions and memories of my dad. Mm. I need to get it out. Again, a positive outlet. And Haven, my baby who's crawling, pulled this out on the floor. And I'm like, thank you. Mm. So, so far I've had a few entries, but yeah, this is my book. So if you're wondering why it says that, that, that's
0: it's, it's just beautiful I already love the front of it you're making me you're making me jealous because you don't want to see mine like
1: <laughs> I'll get you one I'll get you
0: one. Oh man just, just I'll probably decorate mine with stickers later but no I um I I really like that um I really like that strategy strategy that you use because personally I feel like every single morning when I wake up I want to be able to track and monitor how I'm feeling. And so every single morning when I wake up, literally every single morning, I prioritize writing for at least 10 to 15 minutes about how I'm feeling, how I probably uh, felt the other day, that I wanna change, what I wanna be able to do to make this day a lot better for me. It's just a constant evaluation of like my mental health. I'm constantly evaluating how I'm feeling and what I can do in order to put my mind in a good position to have a great day. So I think journaling is extremely important, but um, it really forces me to ask the question because I feel like I've been hearing a lot lately and I don't know if this is something that's already being discussed a lot more in, uh, uh, in your field, but um, going back to what you said about anger and how some people may feel like they need positive outlets such as punching bags and stuff like that, I don't know if there's begun, I, I don't know if there's a discussion that's began around whether or not those outlets are necessarily positive outlets, and whether or not there are probably other outlets that may be considered a lot healthier for people to take. I don't know if those are distinctions that are being made in your field, but based on some of the discussions that I've been having with some people, including my own personal therapist, there has just been some discussion around that. And so I've been wondering if you've heard about this discussion and what your thoughts are on it.
1: Um, so, and let me get this straight, pretty much discussions about like, hey, is it smart to like go and use a punching bag to get your anger out? Exactly. Cause
0: some people may ask, oh, is that necessarily a good thing though? Are you necessarily getting your anger out? You're taking out your frustration on something. And in a sense, not only is it, not only is it potentially not really, getting your mind to a better place but you may be you may be provoking more violent thought in a type of way i don't know if i'm i see what what you're saying i don't know if i'm phrasing this correctly but sort of a discussion no
1: no no no, no, no i see what you're saying wow well to answer that um i feel as if it's all comes down to the certain individual Mm. if Mm. you know a person or a person knows themselves and they tend to and they're working on anger management Mm. Mm. and you know um a lot of anger management classes what do they do they uh tell you like go get a you know, a punching bag, or they'll give you these weird little soft, spongy bats that you can hit things with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To just get out that frustration, get out that anger. Mm -hmm. All coming down to that particular individual. If that person is just someone who needs help trying to control their anger, they're not like, how can I say they're always upset they don't know why they're mad and then they tend to have violent tendencies Mm. then i would say yeah no maybe that's not the good like the good plan to sit there and have them i see see." let's try a different outlet maybe running maybe jogging Mm -hmm. it's been known that exercise any type of like strenuous activity helps relieve stress, helps relieve stress. Lighting candles is a stress reliever. Taking a warm bath is a stress stress reliever. So then you have all those different type of like avenues you can take. But for someone who's like, you know, hey, I'm just, you know, I'm upset. They don't have like that violent history of doing certain things or saying certain things. I don't see why not. Uh Yeah. Go ahead and use a punching bag, go ahead and like take a soft spongy thing and hit things around the room. Again, it's all down to that particular person, their history, that sort of thing. Um, have I heard discussions like that in the workplace? No, because before the pandemic hit, when we had groups. I allowed my patients to freely, because it's a safe space, one, and two, express themselves. Mm-hmm. Hey, what happens after therapy when you go home? How are you gonna cope? How are you gonna stick to your um being rehabilitated, your exercise regimens? You know, how are you feeling today? That sort of thing. Um It's just, it was a huge support again. And it allowed them to freely say like how they feel, what their worries were, what they're, you know, looking forward to, what they're not, that sort of thing. And um, nothing, and I have to say, I personally, I said, you know, when you go home and you're stressed out, or they have individuals, you know, that's going to be taking care of them, so to speak, because there is such thing as like caregiver burnout. They can get stressed. They can, you know, get angry. They can, you know, wanna like neglect them. I said, well, to to put it all together, how can I say, it, I, try to explain it to them in the simplest terms. Like you need to take over, this this is your domain, take over your domain. You know what I mean? When it comes to like coping skills, strategies, stress relief, like it was all laid out on the table and it was group effort, everyone going around and expressing exactly like what they wanna do, what their goals are. To help them heal, to get them rehabilitated, um, did I incorporate like punching bags and again, you know, like positive outlets? Yes, mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. yeah. And it was never, it was never an, an issue. That wasn't like ever a discussion. So it is so interesting to me now that that's like the top. Oh my, oh, my god! No, I mean, oh, because <laughs> I want
0: to try and put this. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause. I want to be able to um, I want to try and articulate this as best as possible. It's not necessarily that this is like a huge discussion that's starting to happen in your field and that there's some therapists who feel some type of way about punching bags and some therapists who don't feel some type of way. This is me just trying to determine how this is me trying to determine which outlets you probably believe are a lot healthier than others depending on what you've seen thus far and the discussions that people were having behind it. And that's why I personally thought to myself, and this is just what works for me personally, it's not so much that I would feel a lot better if I went out and just punched a bag. I, feel, I would feel like me personally like I wouldn't feel too good after that I'll still I'll be tired and angry (laughs) but like for me it's just like when I'm sitting there and I'm journaling and I love journaling to death it's it's my go-to so I guess that's something I've just found for me it's like when I'm sitting there and I'm journaling and I'm talking to myself and I'm having a real honest conversation about myself and nobody's judging me and I'm finding out all these different things about myself I can address all these issues and that's why I guess it's just bias which is why I kind of asked the question because I didn't know if there were studies that began to unveil whether or not there were healthy um, coping strategies and healthy stress relievers that will probably tower over others. So that's the only reason why I wanted to um, bring the discussion to the table. It's it's not that, it's not so much that, you know, I I have some crazy dude in my ear telling me, oh, this is better than this. But this. Like, who no, no, was this that? Is, no. Uh,
1: honestly, <laughs> for me, for me, it, it yeah. was... It, it was healthy and I have to say, it's so weird how we're talking about this because I tried for the first time, an actual kickboxing class
0: mm. so where they
1: start? had the punching bags, I think you call it free hanging from like this strong metal rod. Mm. And I have to say, I was like, oh my gosh, are my hands ever going to be the same because mm. It's a lot of punching. It's a lot of punching. I took the punching class. I didn't actually do the kickboxing yet, mm-hmm. but it was awesome. Oh, wow. I felt great afterwards. Wow. I, I felt like I literally, that whole burden, that whole load, all that emotion that I've been just holding in, everything, it just went out. It was great.
0: Cool. I recommend it. Well, shoot! I'm, I'm starting to feel like I should probably try because <laughs> maybe the problem was just with my fists. I should use my feet. Maybe there'll be good. a difference. <laughs> but no, nah, um, yeah, thank you so much for um uh, coming on the podcast today, Sherry. I really appreciate it. Love you. Thank you so much. Um, oh, do you want to tell the uh, do you want to tell the viewers a little bit about uh, where they can find you? <clears throat> oh yes. Oh my goodness, where they can find me?
1: Well, um, I mean, I guess this is a a great time now to say it on your podcast show. I'm actually creating a support group. It's going to be called the Sheriff Support Group, named after my dad, Sheriff. Um, And it's pretty much for everyone of all ages who's lost a loved one um, to come on. It's going to be on Zoom for right now due to the pandemic. And we're trying to see how things are going to go. So for right now, it's going to be on Zoom and um, for them to just come in again and talk and we hear each other and we feel each other and heal and go over different strategies. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be great.
0: Awesome. Awesome. But maybe something more specific, social media. Or-
1: so, yes. Um when it's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. And I'm going to send you my information so they can find me on your page, mm. on your social media page. Jeez. on your. <laughs> put
0: that <laughs> join in the description. <laughs> she's, so basically what she's trying to tell you all is I ain't got that now, but it's coming. <laughs> we take yes. our time with it. <laughs> but now, um, yes,
1: it's okay. definitely yeah. coming together. It's, it's gonna be great, simple. I just I can't wait. So yes, I will send you the information and I'm excited for you to post it. So all the viewers out there, please look out for that.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well thanks for coming on again. Greatly appreciated. Thanks for having me anytime. Was really fun. I enjoyed this.